am so glad you are here for today's episode. You know, I've said this so many times and I will say it again. I love hearing women's stories. I love sitting down with them, having conversations about what the Lord has done in their life, their testimony, and I love sharing that with others. I think there is so much power in that. I have sat down with some amazing guests and today's guest is no exception. She is a woman who I look up to. Her wisdom and love have really spoken into my life. Her husband is the lead pastor of the Life Christian Church in North Jersey, where my husband and I serve, Pastor Terry Smith. So his wife, Sharon Smith, is our guest today, and she essentially is my pastor's wife. I am so thankful for that. Stay tuned for the episode. I know you will be blessed. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Joy. I'm so excited to have you on here today because you are my pastor's wife. So I talk to so many women and have different women on, and I feel like this is just exciting and really important to me because um, I met you at a time when I was sure I should never go back into ministry again. (laughs) (laughs) And you um, were so influential in my life at that time, even now, just encouraging me and being somebody I was like, I want to be like her. And, you know, I tell this to different women that I feel like meeting you and building a relationship with you has started to kind of thaw my heart and restore my faith in ministry again. And so I don't know if I ever told you that, so I want to thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Joy. That means a lot to me. Well, I um, you have been a gift to me and to my family. So I am really excited that you're here today. And why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I'm a pretty boring white girl <laughs> <laughs> from the Midwest. Um, well, I think the first thing is I would say is that I'm a mother of three wonderful children. And they are um, just the the light of my life. Mm. I have a wonderful uh, daughter-in-law, and my husband's a pastor, and so I I partner with him mm. in our in the ministry. Um, we have a beautiful, beautiful congregation. Just uh, we're so privileged to be able to pastor this church that we pastor, and um, that's yeah. about it for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, knowing firsthand it is a wonderful congregation and I remember you telling me that early on you know because you were going to get into this a little bit but you have been here for is it almost 30 years almost 30 years wow. in October yeah. that's a long time I remember you saying to me just how they have been so good to your family um, they have this church has always um, they've always included our children in any kind of gift giving they would you know, they if they would honor us for an anniversary or whatever, they always include our children. They never um, really expected more of my children than they did any other children in the church. Wow. Um, it's been a very, very healthy atmosphere and environment to grow mm. our children. So um, for that, I'm I'm very blessed, mm, very blessed. Wonderful. Yes, um, and and you're in North Jersey in this beautiful building. And um, 
I love what you say that you partner with your husband. And I, and I have seen that firsthand in Pastor Terry. He's our pastor and we love him. And um, so it's so great to see you partner with him. And I love that, you know, partnering. It's not, you know, him and then you and it's something that you do together. Um, so you say you're from the Midwest. You, what was it like to move across the country pretty much um was that culture shock because i imagine there was some differences yes it was a major culture shock um we had a five-year-old and a two and a half year old at the time and it felt i guess almost like moving to a mission field Mm. because it was so different from the midwest obviously uh the New York City metropolitan area it was very different. It was so much faster. It was you know, just all the different cultures. Um, it was different in every way. Yeah. Um, and then you know we moved away from all of our family. Yeah. Um, the church was not very large at the time, and so we didn't have a lot of you know friends or people to fellowship with. So uh, it was culture shock and a bit lonely as well. Right. Right, sure. Um, so you, your husband, and I, I know this just from knowing you, but um, Pastor Terry started out when you first got married as right. a traveling evangelist. Is that right? Right. And then, so at some point he wanted to transition into being a pastor. And I've heard him say, like, he just, he felt called to this area. So what was it like going from a different church every Sunday type situation to like you're moving and you're settling somewhere that part for me was good because there was then there would be some stability Mm -hmm. because we had two children at the time and when he was traveling um, I didn't get to travel with him as much because of the kids so um, the fact that we were going to kind of land somewhere and dig in and and grow Mm -hmm. something that part was exciting, even with, you know, the the culture shock part. You know, it was still mm-hmm. exciting that we were going to get to to dig in, and, and he was going to be home all the time now. Right. You know, so that part was was exciting. Right. Sure. Um, yeah, I've heard you guys talk about building this building and that whole process, and I was having a conversation with my husband a couple of days ago. And he said, you know, I was, I'm so thankful. Like I was thinking about um, Pastor Terry and Sharon and how much they have built this over time and invested in this church and the congregation. And um, I've heard stories of the building and how that was such an, an investment of time and energy. And at some point you could have been like, forget it. But you guys have put so much into this. And um I even, you know, talking to my husband, he's like, I admire that. You never stopped, you never quit, and you've built it from, like, when it started, just a small congregation to now this beautiful building full of people. What was that process like? Was there ever times you were like, we're not, like, I'm I'm checking out, this is so much work? Oh, absolutely, many times. <laughs> More times than I could count. So when we started, we... When we first came here, we were in the basement of another church that we rented on Sunday. It was stinky, 
we had metal folding chairs. I mean, it was pretty rough. Um, and we wanted to get out of that as quickly as possible. So we moved several times into different locations, a community house. We were in a school gymnasium for a while. Um, and then uh, we bought this um, storefront printing shop and we renovated that and we were there for several years, quite a few years until we uh, purchased the property that we're on now. It was a really long process mm. um, and like everything else out here, it was difficult, just so much red tape and right. you know, always cost a lot more money than we thought. Or... So there were a lot, a lot of struggles um, and there were a lot of times well, as you know, my husband's a huge dreamer. Mm. And so, you know, there are times he, I'm thinking, oh, Lord, babe, <laughs> that vision. One thing for sure, you know, Scripture says, without a vision, the people perish. Mm. This church will not perish. My husband has so much vision, <laughs> so much That's vision. Awesome. So sometimes it's hard to keep up with him. But um, we just always knew God was bigger, even mm. then than our vision and there would be times where we we felt like we were at a roadblock mm. and God would just come through like wow. in the nick of time and you know you hear that story and it almost sounds cliche but he always came through but there were times I think okay babe you know let's yeah. forget this this is too difficult the neighbors would be fighting against us or wow. just some things like that would happen and you know, it would just be, really, is this worth it? I don't know. This is so difficult. But it was it was little by little mm. by little. It took us a long time. But um, I think through it, um, God had a work he needed to do, even mm. in us. Wow. Um, it, but there were many times, yeah, I... Want to yeah. say okay let's go back to the midwest it's so much easier there right. or you know there's not all the the red tape and people know what churches are mm. out there here right. they had no idea what we they thought we were building a medical building or wow. somebody thought we were building a mall and you know it was just like crazy wow. you know it's like no this is a church but they had never seen a church built in our community wow in modern times so i i love everything about that because even you and I were just talking about this um how sometimes when things get difficult we can tend to think this means I shouldn't be doing it you know right and so maybe God doesn't want me to do this and so we can stop or give up and I love that um scripture about the vision and you didn't stop you didn't give up and I think sometimes maybe even somebody listening just needs to know keep going keep taking that next step don't stop just because it's difficult. Yes. And out of that, you've seen such amazing things happen at this church. We really have. And I guess that's when you know you're not doing it for you. Mm. You have to remember who you're doing it for. Um, that's one thing that that my dad always told me. My dad was a pastor as well. And when I, we went into the ministry as an adult... Of course, as a child, I, I kind of hid behind my mom and dad. Mm. You know, I was, I saw ministry f from a different uh, perspective. But then when I 
was married to a pastor and we, you know, we started doing ministry together, there would be some really difficult times. Yeah. And so I would call my dad and, you know, oh, dad, this is happening or this, you know, these people disappointed us or right. whatever. And he'd always say, Sharon, remember who you're working for. Wow. And that's really helped me to get through even those difficult things where I thought, God, this is so difficult. Why are, you know, why is the town making us go through right. all this, these inspections now in the building? Or, you know, why are these people opposing us? Or, and then I just have to remember who I'm working for. It was like, okay, God, this is, you know, I know this is not in vain. It's not about me. You know, right. life's not, you know, it's supposed to be a bed of roses. Right. But um, just keep on, you right. know, you just keep on putting, putting one foot in front of yeah. the other. I love that. Who are, remember who you're working for. Remember who you're working it for. everything back into that perspective. It does. That's really good. So that actually transitions really well into my next question. Um, so you were, your father was a pastor right. and your mother was a pastor's wife. So then here you get married, your pastor's wife. Did you feel prepared to step into that role even as being a pastor's kid? You know what? Not as much as I thought I would hmm. be. Um, for one thing, my parents were, um, they never pushed us into ministry or uh, they never, they were they were great. And my parents never criticized anything about the church. We never knew any church trouble. We never knew any kind of conflict. So they protected us so that we would not grow bitter hmm. about church things. So when I married a pastor, went into ministry, I started seeing some of these right. things. You know, it's like, okay. And, you know, how could these people say this? Or, how, you know, why is this part of ministry so difficult? And um, so that part was, and that's when I, st you know, I would go back to my dad and say, hey, you know, these people are upset because of, you know, this, that, or, you right. know, whatever kind of ministry things, uh, conflict. But, um, and he, that's, again, when he would right, say, Sharon, okay. remember, right. you're not working for them. Remember who you're working for. And so that so that helped. So mm -hmm. was I prepared? Um, I think as much as I could have been right. prepared. But, you know, there's it's one thing to hide behind your mom's skirt, and then it's right. another thing to be pushed out front. Um, so, but I... Hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know what the right answer is there in shielding your kids because I think that I respect your parents so much for being careful what they said, not criticizing. I think that's so important. Um, but at the same time, then it's like you went into and you have a son that's in ministry, a pastor, okay. and it's like you want to shield your kids and you want to be careful what you say, but then you also want them to be prepared of the hard things. Right. So I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. I don't either. I I guess in every area of life, there's you know you you're gonna face difficulties. Right. But um, and are we ever really prepared for them? Mm. You know. Um, so I think that's when we have to just really dig, dig deep, mm. and whatever it is we're going through ministry or outside of ministry right um right 
I think that's really true. And I that's why I love what your dad said. Um, and I say it like on our, when Jason and I went into ministry, our very first Sunday, the pastor gets up and he's, he's preaching right to us. And we're, you know, I'm, I was 23, Jason was like 26. And he said, keep the main thing, the main thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, what your father said, just that's the main thing. Like, who are you doing this for? And and I love that. So I have had conversations with you before about being a pastor's wife um, and just the importance of knowing that you're called to do that. So did you feel early on in your life, like I remember meeting you early on and you said, you know, it's a calling for the pastor's wife as well. Did you feel called to that? early on before you were even married and what was that like I did um actually um I was 16 wow. and um I I had seen some things in in ministry that I was not that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth and church you know was all I had known mm-hmm. but at that point I had said you know what I don't I don't want anything to do with this anymore um not not I didn't want anything to do with God right. it's just I didn't want anything to do with really being involved in in a church in a deep way or in a ministry type of way and um just some things happened in, in my life and our life as a family and I remember um a particular time of praying one night and just saying okay God I you know I surrender my own thoughts and dreams and and I'll do, you know, whatever you want me to do. And um, from then on, I just started feeling this tug of, you know what, I think I am going to be in full-time ministry. And and I had no idea mm. exactly what that looked like. Right. or. But I kind of guess it would probably be a pastoral type of thing, not mm. me as a pastor, but... Um, but I, I remember God calling me. I, or... I guess just to say, I just totally surrendered to whatever it was God had for me that I would give Him all, and if that was ministry, then you know, that's what I, I would mm-hmm. do. And I think that has, um, I think that it, it's important only because I see a lot of times uh, couples who are not equally yoked in ministry, and mm-hmm. I think it's so difficult if your husband's a pastor. You don't have that calling. Um, I think that would really, for me, it would be difficult mm-hmm. if I didn't, if if I had not already said, okay, God, I'll serve you right. vocationally, what you know, full time, or I'm going to support my husband in this. Um, I want to partner with him, and you know, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I don't want the title pastor, but I'm all in with him. It's this is a partnership, right? And he he can't do what he does without me, and mm-hmm. you know vice versa and um, I, I look back at that time as that was kind of him calling me in. right and right. Um, yeah I think that makes your ministry so much more powerful is when you're together and that doesn't necessarily mean it looks a certain way um, you know there's sometimes like you going through a season where your kids are little that means your home while he's out like it doesn't have to look like every time he's in church you're in church it can right. look uh it's not cookie cutter 
Right. But it's but knowing like you're called to partner with him and to be in ministry and so it doesn't necessarily look like every season it might look different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what that's definitely the way it's been for us. When my kids were little, I was home all the time. Right. And then because we were growing a church and it was so small, there would be, you know, there's times where I was the children's director, right. you know, Sunday school. I, you know, did all, because there was no one else, you know. Right. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. Um, there was a period of time where I was, I directed all the services kind of behind the scenes. Mm. Um, and then my latest role was, uh, I was the kind of the buildings and grounds mm-hmm. person. You know, when we were in our um, construction phase, I was the liaison for the church, uh, for the uh, architects and the contractors. And that's a big job, looking and, at this church. <laughs> and, and that, I probably enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that side of it. And that, yeah. and that, that way, um, my husband didn't have to worry about that as much. Um, and and I enjoyed it. You know, right. I really enjoyed the physical part of building. Right. Yeah. So, I and I think too. Sometimes you go where you're needed. Right. But then you find that thing that you're like, oh yes, like this is what I enjoy, or this is yeah. you know. But yeah, sometimes as a pastor's wife, you're a little bit of everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I love like when you feel that. Ooh, this is my thing. This is what I'm passionate about. And for so many women, that looks different. There is no right answer. Somebody could be called to sing or or do children's, you know. Right. It's all different. Yeah, it is. Don't ask me to sing or play. (laughs) Or (laughs) preach. Or preach. (laughs) Yes. But I'll I'll do some other things. (laughs) I am the same way. So knowing you and knowing this church, um, I know you as somebody who is a leader, an influencer, somebody that people look up to, but I also know that you don't like the spotlight. And I think we, you and I talked about this, about comparing ourselves. We compare mm-hmm. ourselves or think, you know, to be, you know, good in ministry, I need to be like this person or I need to have this quality. And um, what I love about you is that you're you and you have learned to, or it seems to me like, you exhibit your influence and your strengths while being you and not necessarily being in the spotlight, but being who, where God wants you to be and also being true to yourself. How have you learned to do that? Was that um, something that you were just like, this is what I'm comfortable with, this is what I'm doing? Or did it take time for you to kind of settle into who you are and this is how I'm going to lead and this is how I'm going to influence? Um, well, thanks for all that. I don't feel like I am that, so I apparently <laughs> <You are>. have <laughs> fooled you. <laughs> oh, I think I'm still trying to figure all that out, Joy. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I know my limits. Mm. I think know that I more than I probably know my strengths. Um, so the comparing part is still difficult. You know, I'm 58 years old. I have an empty nest, no grandchildren yet, but um, so I would say I've um, 
sometimes I've tried to to be something I'm mm. not. It doesn't work. Right. Um, and I, my husband's been really good also helping me to um, to not put things on me that maybe other people in the church might expect me. Mm. You know, because I'm the pastor's wife, oh, you should be leading women's ministry or you should be speaking some. Or, and he's never, ever put those pressures on me either. So good. So... Um, I really, really am grateful mm. for that right? because that has allowed me, when my kids were young, you know, I could stay at home as much as I needed with them and right. not feel pressure to, you know, you, you got to show up. Um, and then as they've gotten older and, you know, I've had more time to, you know, do things at the church to, um, you know, to be able to like stay in my lane. Right. So. You know, if I'm here with construction boots on, and you know, hanging out with the contractors or the architects, <laughs> or the architects, the hard hat on, you know, you know, that's, right. you know, I had the freedom to do that um, mm. as well. And, um, but if I, you know, if I go online and I see all oh, these, this pastor's wife's leading this huge women's retreat, or this pastor's wife speaking this series at mm. their church. I'll get, you know, I get very intimidated, and I think, right. oh, Sharon, you know, you got to step it up here, girl. But I know that that's not me. Right. Um, and, you know, occasionally, you know, I've spoken on a Sunday, mm-hmm. but it's, um, but I've never asked to do something that I'm not really comfortable right. with. And um, I think that's so important, like, that you know, you said, I know my limitations. And I think sometimes doing this ministry and talking to so many women, the big word that that comes up is boundaries. And mm-hmm. we are always pushing our boundaries because we think we should be something. But you saying, I, I stay in my lane. I think that's when we are being who God called us to be and not trying to be somebody else. That's powerful. That's when God uses us. That's when we thrive. That's when we're a person of influence. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, if you're not called to lead this retreat, you are going to be who God called you to be. That's where your influence will stretch and grow. And I've seen that. I've seen women say, you know, when I tried to do this, it just wasn't wasn't working. I wasn't happy. I wasn't being me. But when I'm me, I see, wow, like, look what the Lord is doing. Mm-hmm. And I think you exhibit that so beautifully and that's been something that has been influential to me seeing you lead you're a woman of influence here um, but you are you well thanks I I will say as I'm entering a new stage of my life um, by that I just mean the, the nest is empty the building's built right we have two children's uh, ministers on staff full-time you know so I'm so those things I have done my roles um, are changing Mm -hmm. so now I'm I am asking God okay Lord Mm -hmm. where now right where do you want me now and um, so it'll be interesting He, he may call me into something 
that has been more uncomfortable for me. But I trust that if he if he does, he will he will give me the courage, the strength to do that. Right. So I you know I don't want to say I would never you know this is my right. light and I would never grow out, go out of it. Um. I want to do you know obviously whatever yeah. God wants me to do, but I but I know He won't call me to something that he won't also prepare me for right he'll equip you he will so it doesn't mean we're not uncomfortable sometimes right (laughs) like i i find that you're asking that question okay what now lord it doesn't mean like it's gonna be roses and you know sometimes we are stretched and we are uncomfortable but like you said he'll he calls you something he will equip you and um, that's exciting yeah Yes, and nerve-wracking. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I know. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And sometimes I'll say, okay, God, it's we've been here 30 years. It's been a long run. Can I rest now? Mm. (laughs) But I don't don't think so. No. And But you're asking that question, okay, Lord, what now? And I think just asking in that question, the Lord is like, ah. You know, he wants us to say, like you said, all right, Lord, I'm fully surrendered at 16 years old. And if we give that to God, then, you know, he's going to do something amazing with it. Well, so. he's, he's God. He does amazing things. He does. He does. So you have been here for 30 years at TLCC. And I notice in talking with different women and pastors, wives and women in ministry, that's actually kind of rare to be at a church for 30 years. I've talked to women who've been at a place you know, for 30 plus years, but most of the time I talk about, uh, I talk with pastors, wives, and, you know, women in ministry who have seasons Mm -hmm. at different churches. What has it like to put roots down and be somewhere um, for that amount of time? I would say it's extremely rewarding Mm -hmm. because you get to see some of the fruit of your labor um when we when we first moved here um you know it was a small group and there were you know there weren't even people that considered themselves christians really mm-hmm. you know so we would go when our children were very little we would go to a ball game they were playing t-ball or whatever and terry and i my husband would actually stand around and say what would it take to get these parents to come to our church. And so we just started looking through that lens constantly. What what would attract them? How could we get Mm -hmm. these other parents to want to come to church, to a church, you know, just. And and there was one one family in particular, and uh, we got, we, we became friends with them developed a relationship with them. Long story short, we gave them their first Bible. They became members, strong members, wow. for years. They Their boys ended up coming to church here, too. And But it was just, those are the kind of rewards you get to see. Right. You know, we, we planted the seeds standing on a soccer field or a baseball wow. field with these little kids and just slowly, slowly, slowly developed a relationship with them and were able to 
to share Christ with them Mm -hmm. and then to see them become strong members in the church and to reach out to their family and just those are the those are the rewarding Mm -hmm. uh, parts of being in a place for a long time when you've planted seed and you get to watch it grow yeah right so that and and then watching your children develop mm. in one congregation has been really rewarding because this is their family, especially mm. since our biological family is mostly in the Midwest. Right. Um, this is their this is their family. Right. And and it's a diverse family as well, mm. which has been a beautiful beautiful environment to gr- to grow my kids in. Mm. So. Um, I love that. It's been wonderful. It, and I I think, you know, you were playing the long game. I was just having this conversation with somebody. I'm on step three, and I want to be on step 20. You know, and here you are on the soccer field, and you're, you're like, okay, you're thinking, how are we going to reach these people, and what can we do? And you get to see it all play out, which is just amazing. So many times, you know, we want to just, we want to snap our fingers and the church has grown and right. um but you guys have been intentional in every step of the way from where you were to who you were reaching and i think that's just amazing and i and tlcc to see it now um i can't even imagine it back then like i wish i could go back and get a <laughs> glimpse of it but it is really an amazing congregation um so i love this question because I think it just gives me so much information in the person I'm talking to and also to help other people. But if you could go back and tell yourself three things when you were first starting out in ministry, <laughs> if you if you can give me one even, it okay. doesn't matter, what would they be? You're, you have all this experience behind you, you have wisdom. Um, to go back and talk to your younger self, what would you say? I would say, um, it's cliche, but the joy is in the journey. Mm. And not to despise the day of small things. Looking back, even when we were such a small congregation, not that we're that large now, but a really small congregation, even those, those times were very precious. And um, so I would say, and enjoy every, enjoy the journey. Um, It's not always easy, Mm -hmm. but there's always um, something in it that was enjoyable. And so I would say enjoy the journey. Um, I would also say um, don't compare Mm -hmm. because, and it was difficult for us because all of our pastor friends were in the south or the bible belt and they were constantly you know they're they were planting churches at the same time or going to take a church or whatever and their churches were booming and were like slow 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 and it was so difficult and sometimes we'd get caught up a little bit in that and we'd Mm -hmm. get discouraged you know why is it taking us so long to go from 50 to 100 to 200 to three you know it was so slow, but um, but that was the path God had us on. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say probably don't 
don't compare so much. Right. Um, yeah. I that. Yeah. I, I learned that running a few marathons mm. because, um, and I think about that a lot, you would see somebody run beside you. And you when you start off, you know, I would see an older woman or what I'm thinking, oh my, she, you know, they're not going to be able to run this or whatever. Right. And 10 miles in, they passed you. Wow. So you can't compare um, your your race with anybody else's because um, you are who you are. Right. And um, you're going to, you know, God's called you to, to a certain path. Right. And um, that's so good. I don't, I, I think that that's like, I don't really hear that much. I, we, I talk to women, we talk about a lot of things, but I think, um, you know, we talk about expectations and boundaries, but comparison is such a trap. It, it really is. What God has called this person to is not what he's called you to. Right. So why are you looking? But it's just, it's a trap that we fall into so easily. It is. And even our churches, um, you know, God's called us to attract a particular kind of a, a person. And it might not fit every one right. who wants to worship, might not want to worship at our church. There's a, probably another church that right. would fit them better. But but we know what God has called us to, and this is our path, and this is, so we can't compare else, you know, our children's ministry will always change, or our worship style right. would always be changing, or our teaching, preaching style. So we have to know right. what path God has called us to and stay on that, and mm. and then I think um, it makes for a happier ministry. Yes. <laughs> For sure, if you're comparing, you're never you're never finding right your your place. You're never you're always so. That's I love that. Anything else? Those were really good. Uh, <laughs> I love that joy in the journey. Yeah, just yeah, just joy in the journey, and always. I mean, just always keep your family first. Mm. Always, always, always keep your family first mm. because they're always going to be there. Right. People are going to come and go. Staff mm-hmm. is going to come and go. Right. Buildings are going to come and go. But so your family, good. your children are always the, you know, going to be there. And right. Hopefully. Right. So always keep them first. That's really good. So what has been rewarding about being in ministry? I'm sure so much. Yeah, so much. Um, just watching the lives mm-hmm. being transformed and um, yeah I think just yeah. a lot about what we've already talked about just right. being being able to be a part mm. of what God's doing right. it's so obviously ridiculously humbling mm. you know it's like sometimes um, I'll look around even at the building or where we are and knowing what a struggle it has been to get here mm. and to think that God used me somehow in that is right. extremely um, extremely humbling mm. um, yeah and I bet it makes every moment of difficulty worth it ten times over you get those glimpses of like wow lives transformed and look what the Lord's doing and you have that like all those challenges along the way 
it was like nothing when you see that. It is. It is. And then, you know, obviously getting to to meet and do, you know, all the, the, the paths of the different people's lives that you meet mm-hmm. and that you get to, to do life with and ministry with and, and people like you, Joy, yeah. you know? <laughs> I think we're so, kindred spirits. <laughs> I think so. So, you know, there's just so many parts of it that are, that are beautiful. Um, right whether it's watching, being able to watch a, you know, a life transformed because they come to the church and they mm-hmm. get to know Christ and, or doing ministry side by side with mm-hmm. people. And right. it's just right. That's so very cool. rewarding. So what are some ways that you get fed? As in ministry, we're, we're pouring out and we focus on other people and caring for them what are some ways that you care for yourself I'm not very good at this part (laughs) (laughs) to be honest um for me well I love I love music just listening to music I don't play or sing it but if I need to feed my soul Mm. um I love I love to to listen to you know, to music. Um, But another thing I love to do is I love long drives in the country. Wow. And so because we're in the metropolitan area and everything seems so fast and just um, intense. Right. That when I need to take a deep breath, I will get in the car. I've done this ever since we've lived here and used to, um, it was on Sundays a lot of times, I would, when the kids were little, I would just be, I just felt empty a lot of times. Mm. And so I would ask my husband, you know, hey, can I just have a couple hours? Wow. And I would drive west, as far west in New Jersey as I could get. Really? Yeah. And just go on these little country roads Mm. and just, um, I don't know, listen to some music. And that kind of replenished me for a bit. Then um, I took up running, mm-hmm. and that was very therapeutic for me. I just enjoyed being out and just right. pounding the concrete. And, and you, just like when you say running, you run marathons. Well, I've run a few. Wow. But um, but that was another way that I've just right. Again, I'm out there alone. I tend yeah. to like my solitude mm. um, in those times when I just need to to refill. Right. So, pretty sure I never said running was therapeutic. <laughs> I actually love my walks, but uh, running. Well, see, <laughs> see, everybody's different. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that's really good. I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful for your friendship, for your wisdom, um, and I'm thankful that you care about me. I think it's women in ministry. It's so refreshing and rewarding, and it just means so much when you have that person that, you know, cares about you. Um, so thank you, and thank oh, you for doing this. You're easy to care for, Charlie. Oh, right. <laughs> well, you <I> are. <laughs> you so, um, your name is just perfect oh, for you. It you. really is. And you're so, um, you're so easy to, to love. Mm-hmm. And I think God, you know, we talked about this before you know sometimes like God just knows what we need and you know him 
bringing Jason and I here. I didn't know at the time. It was just what it, it was just what we needed. So I'm I'm thankful well, to the Lord. I'm thankful to you and Pastor Terry. Well, thank you, Joy. So, thank you. Thank you for coming on. And um, I'll twist your arm and get you on here another time again. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for listening today. You know, I think every woman in ministry needs a Sharon Smith in their life. Check out the show notes. I'm going to put a link in there to our church, the Life Christian Church. If you are looking for a place of refuge and respite right now, check it out. It's an amazing congregation. Also, I'm going to put a link to our pastor's books in the show notes, The Hospitable Leader and Live 10. You can purchase those from the link. And if you need more resources, go to joyforministry.com. You could submit a prayer request. We have a team of women that would love to pray for you. Also, check out the journal that's now for sale. You can purchase it right off of our website. And stay tuned. We are closing out season two. We have one more episode next week. And then we are going to be taking a short break. Lord willing, we will be back for season three. Thank you for all your support. Please share this episode, rate us, like us, subscribe. See you next week.